I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. <laughs> Hey chickens, uh, I'm going to be talking about the pirate planet uh, because pirate month is a never-ending cavalcade of piracy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I've, I've, haven't had many messages through. Um, one or two, you know, yay, pirate planet, yay, Douglas Adams, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I have had this amazing thing come through. Um, I may have read it out to you already, but I'm going to read it again because there's a follow-up. Uh, so James sent through, life hack port as four letters so does left because i did admit in one of my uh <laughs> one of my many pirate month episodes i got confused between port and starboard um uh, darren also has sent through for port and starboard just remember the phrase is there any red port left the red is the color of the lights used on the left side of the boat, so that's handy too, especially for nautical-themed pub quizzes, um, uh, which I was like, right. So is that why, because like when he said left, I'm like, oh, so red port left. My immediately thought was, oh, communism, because <laughs> communism is extreme left politics. Um and, you know, communism is often described as red, like reds under the bed, all that kind of thing. The reds are coming. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Now I've got like 412 mnemonics to work out what port is. Um, but if you ask me starboard, I'll be completely confused because I'll have to go, hang on. Port is four letters and it's communist. And so it's on the left where the red lights are. So starboard is over there. <laughs> Anyway, it's not as easy as holding up my 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 hands and working out which one looks like an actual L. Like that's an easy one. I can't do that on a boat. <laughs> anyway, I might, might, might like that's the other thing. My brain does not retain new information at this age. Like I can probably sing all the lyrics to an album, an obscure album that I had when I was sixteen. Like every last one. Um, even not obscure albums that I had when I was sixteen. Like I can probably sing a lot of Dusty Springfield. 
yeah, I was, uh, I was gay even then. Um, <laughs> Shirley Bassey, I'm all there. Uh, but I can't remember, like, you know, you heard me last week. I couldn't remember the name of Margot Robbie. I'm fine with her now. Um, but last week she was difficult. Uh, so yes, the pirate planet, um, uh, James says, no need to do all the key to time. Well, thank you. I'm not. But, you know, thanks for the for letting me off the hook. Um, he says, the pirate planet stands perfectly well on its own. Come for the polyphase Avatron. Stay for the doctor messing with the inertialist Travelator. That was fun. Um, and it was, you know, it, it, I think it was a physics joke, but because I don't understand physics, it, it was confusing. Um, uh, he also says, the reveal of Zanxia is one of my big, whoa, childhood moments. Um, see, I don't remember that. You know what I do remember really distinctly is the reveal of what the pirate planet meant. Like, so, you know, you, I thought when I first watched it, the pirate was the pirate planet because there was, there was a pirate in charge because he had his, you know, you know, one big replacement arm and his kind of like eye thing, which I'm guessing in some way, you know, I, I don't like, I don't know what the, what the feelings are now about pirates and their missing limbs and their missing eyes and things, but is it considered some sort of ableism by kind of constantly being a trope? Like, I don't know. It's like, I got I got into a really big fight with people behind the scenes on Whovians when I got annoyed at It Takes You Away because they treat the girl's um, disability like it's uh, like a, they weaponize it essentially. Um, you know, her dad, you know, creates these monsters that don't exist because she won't be able to see that they don't exist. Like they're just speakers and it's like, oh, that is not okay. And then you know, also apparently, you know, this is another thing that um, is ableist, is when someone who uh, has some kind of impairment uh, suddenly attains magical powers in their other senses. <laughs> um, like it's one thing to, you know, have better hearing, for instance, because you can't see, but it's quite another thing for you to magically be able to identify that your mum's not your mum when your dad uh, can't. Um, like that's, you know, they, you know, like Daredevil in, <laughs> in the comics is like got these weird magic superpowers cause he's blind, but he can, you know, catch a brick that's thrown through a window. Um, so yeah, I got into a massive fight with like, and I think it was, that was kind of maybe the moment where I went, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Um, but it was like the, one of the producers yelled at me it was because he really enjoyed the episode. Uh, and I enjoyed it too, but I just thought it was an, a point that should be made. Like, you know, the, that it's in this day and age, we can't go about um, weaponizing disability and trying to make out that it's some sort of magical thing that, uh, you know, you get magical powers if you, you know, have some kind of, if you, you're different than others. Like, it's just a weird kind of message that's sending. Anyway, there's something I never thought I'd speak about out loud. Uh, hi, how's it going? Um, but yeah, is it is it ableist? Like the whole pirate trope with the mechanical arms and the eye patches. Like it feels like 
Yeah, like it's is it is it meant to be in those days a symbol of how bad you were that you were that you were so terrible that people lopped bits off you or something? Like it feels like it's somehow negative. Um, it's a it's a negative portrayal of of uh, you know assistance devices basically. Like you know they're trying to make things accessible for people by giving them an extra arm, and then we're meant to think they're bad. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's something that I'm not really studying at school. I'm not doing disability studies. I mean, we do have to read about it a lot. Um, one thing I have really enjoyed reading about is um, the affordances that, uh, you know, accessibility gives people who don't need it. Like, you know, the, for instance, closed captions. Like, you know, you can put captions on TV shows and that's meant to be for people who are hard of hearing but, you know, how many of us have used them because we, the, the sound mix is too confusing or because, you know, you're at a pub and everyone's really loud, but you can still watch the TV with the closed captions on and see what's going on in the news. Um, I use them a lot on the plane, like other people will be watching the news and I'm like, oh, I can watch the news without having to put my headphones in. This is cool. Um, I mean, I don't, they don't really have that on the plane anymore, do they? Now you have to watch your own little screen. Uh, but yeah, so the I was really fascinated, like I've talked myself in a massive circle here. I was really fascinated when I was a kid with the idea of the planets underneath the planet. And I know this is something that Douglas Adams has kind of used again, like the, you know, there's the planet that makes planets um, and then zips them off somewhere, like in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, whereas this is a planet that is sucking planets in. Um, he obviously just liked the ideas of planets within planets. Um, but, yeah, I like that was a fascinating idea to me when I was a kid. And also the all the little trophy planets. Like, at the time, I don't think I was really cognizant of how the the you know, forces of gravity were working, like that they were so hyper-condensed, they still had, you know, they still have gravity wells and they were working against one another and the whole thing with the time dams and, you know, that all made more sense now. But I was confused by that as a kid. But, yeah, the Sanxia thing, I don't remember being that much of a reveal. Um, and maybe because I was a kid, I was just like, oh, it's the blustery yelly man who must be the bad guy. And that's another thing. It's such a broad portrayal. I think this is like a, a problem of direction. And it's the same director as I think Warriors of the Deep, which I found the bad guys in that also a bit too over the top moustache twirly. It's like, well, everyone can tell you're the bad guy. You're acting like the bad guy. And now you're doing Kung Fu <laughs> <laughs> on the pantomime horse. Um, but yeah, if the captain had been... Because, you know, he turns out to be the good guy. Like, he's trying to stop Zanxia. Um, that's what all the crazy planets are about. Um, and I was reading, apparently, Douglas Adams' first pitch for this was about pyramid schemes. And it feels weird that that essentially, um, you know, the, the time damn thing, the way the doctor explains it, you know, it's exponential so there's never going to be enough power to feed it feels like a ponzi scheme of energy <laughs> like it's you know it sounds great but eventually you're gonna run out of 
whatever you need, like money in the case of a Ponzi scheme. Uh, all right, next week, we're starting a whole new week, all new episodes. What do you feel like? Send me a message. It'll be a surprise when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.